29 and 28. Remanded in custody. There's something curious about this broadcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the second part of this special edition of The Garbage Pod. For the second part of this podcast, I wanted to focus more on the community aspect of local radio. Social events are a huge part of what pure local radio is all about. So I asked Ruth Mayhew, who is the Senior Events Organiser for Owsby Town Council, whether she would like to take part in the podcast. The main reason I, I wanted you on the show was to talk about the town council's connection with Mix 96 and how Mix 96 have helped to promote and support social events and events that uh, you've put on. Uh, you've, you've had quite a history with them, haven't you? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I've been with the town council now for six years. And one of my primary objectives, well, basically the town council's primary objective is to build stronger communities. And we do that by providing free community events across the entirety of the town. We've got small events like the St George's Day thing. We've introduced a soapbox derby. There's Ellsbury on Sea. There's our big events, Life in the Park and Promise in the Park. And when these events run through the town, our obvious and instant approach was to talk to the guys at Mix 96 because they share the same ethos, which is to build our communities and to be part of our community. So to have us connected with them made absolute, complete sense. So yeah, we've been working very closely together for six years now. And basically Mix 96, get the word out to the public about what's going on in the community with our free events, with other events that are going on in the town. They don't just help us. It's all the other charities and everything else as well. So, yeah, I mean, so in terms of where Ellsbury Town Council's relationship with, with the guys are, yeah, it's just gone from strength to strength. And they're a great team to work with. They really are. Um, but most importantly, it's getting the message to the community directly through the radios on a daily basis. And uh, I have figures and statistics to show that their support is vital to the attendance of the events and a fantastic media partner for us to have. Amazing. They've always had a good team that have been quite passionate about going out to events and things. But over the last few years, the team that they've got there, they are really infectious and everyone that I've spoken to love them. Oh, very, very much so. But the team goes above and beyond the presenters. So obviously Ben and Nir and Nathan and Wes, they're all really, really proactive. But then that actually goes above and beyond that and they've now got a team of what they call their street stars street stars makes 96 which are the young representatives that go out and represent the brand of mix 96 at our events they come along the mix monster all show up they give out flags they give out stickers they have photos taken in a frame and they really, really engage with all of our visitors at the event. And people pose to have their picture taken. And they're not expected to be there, but they're appreciated to be there. You know, the public love seeing the street stars and having their pictures taken, being with the mixed monster, having a cuddle, doing a high five and that kind of thing. Nia runs that now and Wes is heavily involved as well. But the street stars are a brilliant way of them being involved with the community and just showing what an approachable, fun, engaged and central part of the community they are. Because they're not only talking about it on the radio, but the guys are actually out there being with us and, and being with the community as well. Because they are part of our community. And it's amazing. They're brilliant. And 
if they go, if that element of, of mix goes, they will be sorely, sorely missed. Sorely missed. So for you, highlights of events that Mix has, has been involved with? My goodness me, it's actually really difficult because there have been kind of so many. The Soapbox Derby definitely has to be up there as one of my two top favourites. So this was an event that I initiated back, uh, God, 2014 now. And it started off really small. We had kind of like um, 22 competing carts and about 500 visitors to the event, which I was really pleased with. It was brand new and that kind of thing. The following year, I approached Mix 96 and I was like, please, guys, can you get involved? Can we have the street stars come along? Can we have some coverage on the radio? Can you talk it up? Can you give information about registration and all those things? And Wes just embraced it and it was like, yeah, love it. It's a great idea. And we're now like five years later and we are now oversubscribed for the carts and we get 30 carts registered with a waiting list every year. Wow. We have like one and a half thousand people come along to the event. It's really, really popular and it's really well supported. And I think a lot of that growth has got down to the support that we got through from Mix 96. They also last year connected us to an external advertiser as well. Somebody that was advertising with them called Santa Pod Raceways. And then that created a joint promotion between ourselves, the Salisbury Town Council, the Soapbox Derby, Mix 96 and Santa Pod Raceways that then gave even more exposure to the event more exposure to Santa Pod. And it was just a fantastic three-way partnership that was initiated by Mix96 and supported us all and then made the event even better attended and that kind of thing. And it's certainly one of our most popular events. It's held on Father's Day. So it really is a kind of like really major family-friendly event. And it's it's kind of, I don't want to say it's my favourite event because all of them are my favourite event, but yeah, it's one that I'm really, really proud of. And again, because the ethos behind the Soapbox Derby is about teams working together. It's about building relationships with your family, with your friends, with your neighbours, all those people that are helping make your car. And again, that too is intrinsic to about what we are, about building communities. It's not just about having fun on the day. But the relationships that people build whilst building their car is also a massive part of why we do what we do. And then mix help us with that. So, yeah, definitely Soapbox Derby. Another highlight has to be life in the park. Yeah. So, yeah, it has to be. <laughs> there is, there's no other way of saying it. That's our big event again. So we started that in the current format that it is back in 2015, I think. Apologies if I've got the date wrong to anybody, any avid life in the park listeners that are with us. And again, they've helped us grow figures from six and a half thousand people across the weekend to 17 and a half thousand people across the weekend. And that's through the kind of support package that we negotiate with Mix96. They give us lots of on-air promotions and plugs and talking about the event and all the activities that we've got going on from live in the park, stars in the park, promise in the park, church in the park, banquet in the park, all the elements that are kind of like contained within it. They have sponsorship of the second stage. COVID-19 has put stop to the Mix 96 Discover stage where Nia had put together a, an amazing lineup of the local artists that have featured on Mix 96 Discovers where they support local unsigned musicians. There was going to be eight slots on the second stage, all of Mix 96 Discovers artists, and it was going to be amazing. Uh, but COVID's put play to that. So uh, that won't be happening this year. So we're doing not live in the park instead. So we'll be able to, to feature some of those those artists in, in different virtual ways. 
but yeah, I mean, mix have been essential, integral to building the 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 life in the park and the proms in the park and the park life weekend phenomenon from basically being relatively small 6,000 people event to basically a festival and for us to be able to provide a free community festival in the centre of our town supporting local musicians, local bars and catering, local charities and businesses through our community involvement area and Mix have been a great part of that because we share the same ethos, we share the desire to build communities and that's what you do you club together and you work together as a team and they support us to support them it's a continuing circle that kind of helps us evolve and and support one another so what about the general running of the town council when you've got official business that needs to be pointed out to the public how essential is having a local station for that? Oh, again, it's massive, you know, because it, it's ultimately it's local news. When announcements need to be made, let they to be do with events or to do with the mayor's charity and that kind of thing. Then, yeah, we'll send press releases over to Mix and they always read them out. I have a great relationship with the news team. So uh, Dan and Chris will be on the phone if they need quotes, if they need people coming or if there's an issue that they've raised and seen then we can either answer them themselves or direct them to one of the other councils that are in the area as well, because there used to be a three-tier council, we've now got a two-tier council, so it's not always us that kind of covers those messages. But because we work so well with the team, they'll always pick up the phone and just say, oh, what's the news on this? What's the story on that? And um, yeah, we always work together to help it out. It was like when Ben and Neil wanted to uh, create the Ben and Neil roundabout outside the uh, Waterside Theatre. We managed that roundabout. So. Nia picked up the phone and said, ah, can we have the roundabout? And we officially named it the Ben and Nia roundabout. And the mayor came along and we had a ribbon and he cut the ribbon. And, and then the following year, we planted it with blue and yellow flowers to uh, represent the branding colours of Mix 96 as well. So it's things like that that are really important. We always get involved with the uh, pancake race. So the mayor will go down in full robes and chain and flip his pancakes and that kind of thing. And it's... <sighs> It's supporting one another. It's being part of the town and part of our community. Yeah, they're great guys to work with. Really good. What they've achieved in 25 years, 26 years, um, is just amazing. Yeah, it, it, it is. I've only lived in the area myself for oh, actually 18 years. So actually I say only, that's quite a long time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I come from the northeast and we in Newcastle, there was local radio station was Metro Radio. That's what I would listen to when I'm up in Newcastle. And down here, I listen to Mix 96 because it's the local radio station. And local is what locals want. You know, yeah. we're not regional. We're not national. You know, if, if your heart is in your community, your local radio station is part of that part of the community. This affects our local charities, it affects our local businesses, it affects our local advertisers, it affects our local events, it affects all of the local initiatives. And it's not just here in Aylesbury, all the other UKRD radio stations that are kind of going on with this as well. And it is going to have a massive effect on so many people. Surely in an area like Buckinghamshire, which is renowned for being quite a rich county the advertising revenue i would have thought was quite high so to keep it as it is would be paramount i would have thought i would agree we all know the jingles i can tell you the telephone numbers of so many lo of local skip suppliers <laughs> lo local body shop repairs local garages 
because of that local information that comes across from the, from the local advertisers. And they're all within the Aylesbury area. They're all within a radius that you would be able to find those suppliers. As soon as we become hearts, beds and buff, why is the local skip company, the local plumbers, the local florists, the local bars, why were they going to want to advertise their services for three counties away? Yeah. That's not going to happen. It's no longer local. It's regional. And then actually regional becomes national when it comes to advertising. Because if you're small and independent, you haven't got the budget or the requirement to go to three counties. Okay, yeah, there will be some businesses that can, that, that can outreach that far. Of course they are. But not one, not a one-man band plumber. No. I was trying to think about it. And if you're a, a local store manager, say you're the local store manager at the local, I don't know, I won't say an, a, a high street retailer, but a local high street retailer, local manager. You wouldn't expect that local store manager to become a regional store manager. So why do we expect local listeners to become regional listeners? Because it's not, it's a different person that does that role. It, it just is a different need and a different want and a different desire. I can't remember, when did Nathan join the team? Because he's been there a long time. Was he at the start? He wasn't there at the start. I think he came in about about five or six years but it shows how local he is he lives in the town all the presenters live really close by but nathan lives in the town his daughter goes to the local school and he presented from his bedroom during lockdown yeah. <laughs> and that is brilliant the current managing director at uh, mix 96 max Haley, he was there at the start yeah he was there from the start and i have been in touch with many of the original presenters for their support in the campaign. And we've had uh, Kerry Jones, the original breakfast show DJ, came on board and shared a message of support. Obviously, you've got Richard Carr, yes. who's now on uh, Bucks TV. He was one of the original DJs as well. But yeah, it's it's been interesting getting back in touch with some of these people. I haven't spoken to these people in 26 years. And it's like, wow. <laughs> those original presenters are giving those messages of support because they know how important it is. Yeah, you wouldn't support something if it wasn't important. That's it's it. as simple as that. It was something that changed the face of Aylesbury, really. Before that, the only way you could get information was the Bucks Herald. So once a week, you used to get some kind of information. Yeah. But now you're getting it as it happens, because you've got the app. And that's where I get my a lot of my information about what's going on back home, is I get constant updates from mix 96 on their app telling me what's going on and without it i don't know what's going on back home <laughs> so that's definitely mix 96 keep up to date with kind of like modern technology and and all that kind of thing but one of the things that we find as um as event organizers is ultimately we want to get the word out to as many people as possible that our events are taking place and that they're completely free and what date they're on and, and all those types of things and obviously we want to tell as many people as possible we have two main marketing channels that we use social media mm -hmm. and mix 96 with mix going i think it no longer becomes local and it becomes regional we run the risk of losing that element of the community feel in the events that are going on here within our town and therefore we will also lose contact those people that don't have social media of which there are a lot of people out there that don't use the social channels yeah. and they're often the people that actually 
are the most vulnerable groups to me. And they're also often the very people that have the radio on for company at home. And we want to encourage to come out to these events and to be involved that we want to really reach to. So to have Mix be lost in that and to have that as no longer a communication source, it's actually quite worrying because we will no longer be able to reach that demographic that we're currently hitting. Currently, you wake up with Ben and Nia, Nathan's with you over lunchtime, Wes is with you in the evening, George and Max are on over the weekends, and they become part of your home. People trust them. Members of our community trust what these guys are saying because they're in our homes and in our hearts on a daily basis. And trust is huge. And you only build that trust if you feel part of the community and you feel that they care about you, which they do. I'm also part of a team organising a charity-based social event alongside Ausbury Town Council that was due to take place back in June. But due to the pandemic, it has been put on hold for 2020. From the Ellsbury News Centre, I'm Scarlett Borden-Gaul. Film and TV character lookalikes will be spotted around Ellsbury in June at a fully accessible convention. Feel the Fourth Day has been announced by the Town Council. It'll include sensory and chill-out rooms and sign language interpreters, amongst other measures to make it open to all. The Council say a Paralympic year is the perfect time for this to happen. Your weather and traveller next. As you heard there, Mix 96 have been supporting and promoting Field of Force Day Aylesbury, but now we're unsure whether, under the new regime, the event will receive the same amount of support that Mix 96 would have given it. Straight FM 97.2 Straight FM 97.2 Straight FM Up-and-coming bands are something local radio embraces and Mix96 have been supporting local talent with Mix96 Discovers and the Mix96 stage at the annual Live in the Park Festival over the years. Here's Damien Carruthers from Serenade the Stars, who really wanted to show his appreciation for stations like Mix96 for the support that the band has received. Everybody was pushing me in the direction of yourself to talk to because they couldn't think of any band that had had as much exposure on Mix 96. Definitely. They've been kind of huge for us since we started out back in 2017. They've given every single one of our singles airplay. They've been, I think we've had about eight tracks of the week with them in the last three years. And we were due to play the Mix 96 Discovered Stage uh, uh, live in the park. And they have been huge supporters of our music as well. And um, we got signed this year um, to a publishing deal and songwriting deal. And kind of without Mix 96 and other stations like them, we, we'd never would have had that happen to us it's that stepping stone for all bands you know to get you from you know independent radio up onto the bbc and things like that so it's having stations like that is absolutely essential for bands just starting out so it would be fair to say that mix means a big deal to you yeah we get played on a lot of stations but they're one of about three or four that are our favorite stations that have supported us from day one you know we kind of have gotten to know the presenters i'm actually really sad to see them go not just because they play us but because you know their presenters are are out of jobs now and you know have been absolutely amazing supporting not just us but a lot of other local talent as well and it's it's a huge loss definitely for so many reasons you know that there's a lot of events that they're involved with which i believe are going to be cancelled now and you know i think the local community as well as the local music scene has suffered a huge loss because um what barrow media have done they're switching to a greatest hits radio 
But back in the day, the, these songs that are now considered greatest hits, you know, these bands started out by getting played on radio stations like Mix 96. So in, you know, 15 years time, 20 years time, where are those greatest hits going to come from if we don't have that platform of stations like Mix 96 to play these new bands? You know, acts like Ed Sheeran, Lewis Capaldi, they all came up, you know, being played on independent radio stations. There's a stepping stone. You don't just go from starting out to being played on Radio 1. It's such a huge loss, and it's a nail in the coffin for independent music, definitely. And I think at a time when, you know, we need stations like this more than ever because, you know, there are things like Spotify that have come along and kind of killed off music a little bit. And it's a lot harder as an independent artist. We need these stations, and it's a huge blow for for so many bands and and so many independent artists. So if you had something that you would like to say to the people at Bauer, what would that be? I would urge them to reconsider um, and perhaps change their mind on it because, like I said, it's affected so many people's jobs. It's not just Mix 96, there's 50 stations going there, but it's affected potentially thousands of independent musicians who have these stations as a stepping stone to get them up to the next level. You know, without stations like Mix 96, playing our music we certainly wouldn't be where we are now we wouldn't be getting bbc radio play we wouldn't know the people we know we wouldn't have the same fan base we wouldn't be getting the same shows and it's just you know having this huge negative effect on not just music but i'd say local business as well that's for sure i mean you've also got the charity aspect of that as well because charities are struggling as it is at the moment, especially with the lockdown and everything. They haven't been able to put their events on and things. And it is local radio that help to promote anything that they've got to say. And they haven't got that soapbox, as it were, to put the word out there. No, and it, it's, you know, the people as well. How many people live in Aylesbury that listen to Mix 96? And, and that was their connection always to the outside world you know that that's the station that lets them know about the events that are coming on advertises local businesses it's kind of it connects community in so many ways and taking that away is not just going to affect music and businesses but also have such a huge effect on the people in the local community there the garbage pod promote bands artists authors and anyone else who has something to promote that we feel that our listeners would like to hear about serenade the stars have got a new single out called rewind and you can find it on all the usual platforms but i will put a link to it in the show notes the heart of rutland and in stanford rutland radio Crichton, what are you doing, man? Oh, sir, I'm listening to the Garbage Pod. It's a podcast I found in the podosphere. The Mix 96 Breakfast Show with Biagio the Jewelers, Bister and Tame, your award-winning jewelers. So that leads us on to local advertising. And anyone who listens to Mix 96, especially during their time checks, will be familiar with GK Plumbing. I caught up with Kelly Nell from GK Plumbing, who was really upset about Mix 96's plight. 
The reason why I asked you on to the podcast is that I know you've had quite a strong connection with Mix 96 over the years. It sort of started sort of four years ago when they, they approached us, as they, I'm sure they do lots of local companies, to you know, to look at advertising and, and way we can get our company name out the, in the local area. And it started off as quite a, a small thing over Christmas, sponsoring a couple of days on the hour type thing. And then it kind of then grew from there. What It sort of kind of started sort of quite small. And then we got you know involved in different things, sponsoring different things, be it um, we've done the Mystery Years, we sponsored the Breakfast Show. We, we got involved in a campaign for called Safe Steps to School to help you know with children walking to school rather than taking the car. So we started off with all the things like that. And then it, it built up and we, we were kind of well known for doing the January Blues. We did that for a couple of years where a guy ran around in a blue morph suit with our logo on and the Mix 96 logo <laughs> on. And if you, you had to say where you saw him and then you entered into a draw to £500. So, you know, the first couple of weeks of January to get everyone, you know, over their Christmas and, and New Year Blues. And the last thing we got involved in was um, on the hour, like the time check and uh, so you'd hear us. So we got involved in that side of sponsorships. But we also did a lot of the fun things that they also did. So there's the annual pancake race. There was the annual duck race. So we also took that. We, we did win the pancake race one year. And we also done things like um, they had the War of the Works competition where two businesses would, would go head to head on a series of questions over the week. We won that a couple of times. And as a business, it was a very fun way of getting your company known locally and getting your message out there, whatever it was, particular angle you, you wanted to, to let people know about like we last year launched 24-hour service so for us it was a very good way of getting that service promoted locally but also while having an awful lot of fun at the same time and as you say it's the community spirit there that people remember companies like yourself for getting involved in these things that was the good thing so everyone knew especially things like the pancake race that i think it's been going for oh gosh maybe seven maybe eight years now we sort of took part the last four or five years in front of the, you knew it was on the calendar so you knew it was coming up and it was a great way. It's obviously not only as a you know it's fun to enjoy, it was also raising money for charity as well. So it was a, a local charity was involved. So you, you kind of had the fun element, but at the same time, you were also raising money for, for local charities that sometimes when they're not the big national ones, it's harder for them to raise money. So it was always such a good opportunity to have fun and raise money for local charities and obviously get your business name out there. So it kind of ticked a lot of boxes. So Mix 96, what does that mean to you personally? Personally, I mean, I listen to it in, in, in the office and it's very important to me. I've, our children go to school locally, but I have to drive them to school. So from that point of view, it's knowing what's happening with the roads and the traffic, school closures, that kind of thing. It's that kind of local element that you wouldn't hear if you were listening to a more regional radio show you know they're all out there obviously if I wanted to listen to one I could do but I like the the local element because it's important to me and I think without a, a radio station like Mix my local radio station I'm really concerned that I won't know what's going on in my local news as well I won't know about the local traffic I won't know so much about the local events without having to really go and search them out having the radio you know you subconsciously you know you tune into things it's there all the time so you can hear it without having to think oh actually yeah I need to to find out about so and 
so-and-so because you get informed about it. So that's what's so great. And then say the news was changing on the air. If there's an update come in, the news would be refreshed. It, it, it was read live. So you knew that it was as up to date as it could be rather than it having been pre-recorded. So from that point of view, it's just really important as a as a local Aylesbury person to know what was going on and also to know that they did so much for our local charities. It was a great way of raising the profile of our local charities that otherwise I think it's quite difficult to get that message across to so many different pockets of society. I know a lot of radio stations do collection points for different things. They did the ton of tins and I actually went to the studio, dropped some tins off and just watching them count all these tins, the pros that were into that. You know, and that was one of their campaigns. We have box of bras in October. All these things, the toy appeal, Easter egg appeal, they're all things for, for local people to benefit from. I just think that without that, there's just going to be a big black hole, really, of how those charities and those events are going to get their work, their name across and get their fundraising in. If you had the opportunity to say something to the powers that be regarding this, what would you say to them? I would just say to them, don't always think bigger is best. Don't think national is better. Just because it's a local radio station, local people have needs. Local people want to know what's going on. They don't care necessarily what's going on in, say, in Milton Keynes or over in St Albans or down in Oxford because they want to know what is happening in their area because that's important to them. There's so many ways of finding things out through different forms of media, but this is a a very tangible form of media and it's a very comforting form of media. And that's what our DJs gave us, especially through coronavirus and being in lockdown, was that feeling of familiarity, that feeling of warmth, the feeling that they cared. They're from the local area, they care about the local area, they care about the local people. And I think if you go national, you're going to miss all that out completely. And those stations are there, should the listener want that, but we don't. We want to keep our local radio station. Tell us a little bit about the company. Um, we've been trading 25 years now. So um, my husband started it up. He was he trains an apprentice locally as a, as a plumbing and heating engineer. And then he started GK Plumbing up 25 years ago. So we're quite a well-established local company now. We employ locally. We also train locally. We have a strong apprenticeship program where we every year we take another apprentice and we bring them through their four-year apprenticeship, complete apprenticeship. So they come from being a, having the very few skills to being a qualified plumber to becoming a qualified heating engineer. And so we nurture them through their four years and then they stay with us. Our first apprentice, he's now gone on and set up his own local business. So he's, you know, learned all his skills and done everything and think, actually, I'd like to go and forward my career and have my own business. We're very proud of our apprenticeship program and employing local cool people. And we look after a lot of um, the local letting agents. We're one of their contractors. So we look after a lot of homes in Aylesbury in the surrounding areas. So we're here 24 hours. We offer a great service to people. That is something that has been built up. And I think working with someone like Mix, you, you get like a dual trust. You know, people have heard you on Mix 96. We trust the station, therefore you, you're a reputable company. We feel safe in your hands kind of thing. So it's like a, a reciprocal thing. But, you know, so we've been going 25 years, so we must be doing something right. <laughs> now with more ways to listen. Online at swanseasound.co.uk On DAB Digital Radio And on 1170 Medium Wave This is Swansea Sound for the heart of South West Wales. Swansea Sound Beach. 96.4 
As you've heard, charity is something that has featured strongly in every conversation that I have had throughout this podcast. So I had to include an interview with someone who's been involved with fundraising for charity. I spoke with Ian Hine, who is the founder of Dead Universe Comics, which is a community-based comic and gaming store. And Ian, his family and staff do so much for the local community. Now, Ian, you have been involved with quite a few charity aspects of the community, haven't you? Indeed. Uh, I think the big two would be the uh, the two young lads that were that were seriously ill and uh, where the, the entire town community got together in great swathes and raised substantial amounts of money to uh, fund treatment outside of what was offered through the NHS. And uh, yeah, they were huge. I mean, I think in modern history, I, uh, for, the, for the town, they are the two. They are the two big ones that I can recall, certainly from the last 10 years and proved that uh, people do care and uh, the community is where it's at and that people do want to come together. And the, the, the amount of money that was raised was, you know, phenomenal in, in, in sums that we probably hadn't considered were actually possible. And uh, people went to great lengths and many, many people came together and everyone wanted to be involved and uh, they were quite incredible. So, you know, obviously Mix 96 would have been such a pivotal point in getting that information out and updates and uh, promoting the, the knowledge of to the local communities. So, uh, yeah, so those are those are the two standout ones. And then you've been involved with the superhero fun runs. Sure. I mean, that was, it wasn't our idea as such. It was something that we jumped on board naturally from being a comic shop and uh, we were interested to help out. So that was through Florence. We also did charity craft fairs. Uh, so Florence and Friars, which uh, my wife um, fully organised and got behind and so yeah, so you know, Florence Hospice, uh, Florence Nightingale Hospice was uh, was always a big deal, and uh, you know we still now have uh, charity pots uh, for them. In, in recent years, we have, uh, as noted, uh, you know, in, in the last couple of years, have stepped away from being part of um, you know structured, organised teams, etc., uh, because we've really, really had to knuckle down and try and get our own business sorted. And uh, before in the past, where we were we were, were all guns blazing, trying to do too many things for too many people. Um, and whilst we are still helping and still being involved in in many different ways, not on such a grand scale, but uh, uh, yeah, the superhero fun run was uh, was great to be part of as any form of a fundraising for Florence because obviously as a local hospice, uh, they've touched the hearts of you know, pretty much everyone. I mean, they, they they looked after my grandfather when he passed away in uh, in the mid nineties. So if if you're local, you know Florence, you want to help them, you want to you want to raise money for them for the community aspect. I'd imagine it would be a great loss uh, losing Mix 96. Yeah, sure. It's um, it's a it's a bit of a pill to swallow, I think, for anyone who has concerns on a, a local community scale. And because we're a community-based store and the entire the entire logic and drive behind us starting when we did uh, in, you know, eight, nine, ten years ago was that we wanted to provide something for the community, which is obviously something that Mix96 do. You know, what we're finding locally, especially with the charity drivers there, that there are a lot of people out there who very much want to be part of a community and help grow local communities. So I'd be interested to see what the feedback's been overall on the demise of Mix96 and, and how many people have signed petitions how many people are behind it how many people are actively talking about it 
how, how many people are there who are really, really passionate about this, who want to keep it going uh, to help and, and, and create something that's there for the community? And how many people are looking at this from um, you know a business aspect? You can support local businesses and, and Mix 96 to a degree are a local business, which a lot of people don't realize. They tune in, they listen, they forget that these people are running a business. And, and it's a kind of it's a massive point that a lot of people just simply do not get as far as radio stations uh, are concerned. And whilst I've also noted that they are a business, uh, what they've provided on the community scale for information has been you know, nothing short of outstanding. And it will be an incredible loss to not have local news uh, being put out on the airwaves. I mean, you know, we, we have Mix 96 on at home and, uh, you know, probably not the music aspect, you know, for the actual community link up. And uh, from a business point of view, we'd always toyed with the idea of doing advertising with them, but weren't, you know, it wasn't financially viable for us. But, you know, all these years on, something funnily enough that we talked about recently, we wanted to do some really, really funny adverts, make our own adverts that were parodies of, uh, you know, famous TV film related comic and sci-fi stuff and, and move forward with that. So, um, yeah, we, we would lose the opportunity to do that. And from a selfish point of view, that would be a shame. But, but at the same, I, I would imagine that anyone who wants to do local advertising, uh, advertising in print now, not as viable or not as something that most people are compelled to do or want to move forward with, but your, your local radio station. And uh, what's the timescale? Um, I mean, what, what, what year did Mix 96 start up? I can't recall. 1994. So it's 26 years. There you go. I mean, that's a, that's a long time. That's a long time. You know, a lot of memories and they've done incredible things over the years for the community and all of the different link cups through, through charities, supporting charities and uh, giving people a platform on such a large scale. As we veil is a big place. And, um, you know, it, it would be, uh, well, I say it would be, it will be a shame when, uh, when it ends because obviously it is going to come to an end. I guess it's a case of what, what next? How many radio stations are being affected by this buyout? 50 plus. 50 plus. So we're going to have 50 plus communities in exactly the same position that um, Aylesbury will be in, is what you're saying. Yeah. Quite incredible, isn't it? It's quite the thing. Video killed the radio star was a long time ago. And uh, have, we, have we really got to that point now where the simple pumping out of information in its most base limited form is the new accepted norm people will miss the community aspect but if someone comes forward to produce a purely community based radio then surely for someone like Aylesbury that's the only way forward yeah pretty much R rumors are rife as as you can probably guess right now and, and, and until we get some official word from the people inside that building um we don't know what's going on. Um, none of the staff are allowed to talk about it at all because it uh, breaches their contract. NDAs and, and all that. So we just got to wait and see, really. It's it's almost hard to put it into words. Um, I'll probably find the words more succinctly later, but you know, not that I feel like I'm being put on the spot, but um, trying to trying to find a way to describe what a tragic loss it would be for the community of Aylesbury Vale to not have a local station talking about local issues, um, everything from you know the water pipes uh, freezing in a local school and handing that kind of information out, um, having put stuff up on a website which is up to date, literally with. Within minutes of things happening, people phoning in and talking about the 
potential crash on any of the roads or, you know, something that's been spilled on one of the roads. And it, it spills out on social media really, really quickly. And the network inside of it is uh, is impressive. So it always does more than just uh, play music. And, uh, you know, the, the, all, all the guys and girls that host the shows are all really lovely and um, they all get involved with local events and fundraisers um, to the maximum to the maximum so you know they'll, they'll, they'll be sorely missed i'm hoping that things will go the way that it did when global bought out your chilton radios your horizon radios and your fox fms because each of those stations had a community base station after that that did actually turn into a more commercial aspect of it because you do need to make the money to get to get it to survive and in milton Keynes mkfm are doing really well for themselves good good so i'm hoping something similar will happen for Aylesbury. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's so many people um, with drive and so many uh, entrepreneurs out there who will be thinking, wow, you know, this could be a great opportunity for us to put together a new radio station and just replicate what Mix 96 were doing. And um, it could potentially work. But obviously, you know, knowing my background, the idea of maybe a community-based one, which is um, all in, uh, which provides something, um, as always, for free, but isn't there to necessarily make money can at least um provide a wage for people um yeah. through you know the small yeah. small amount of advertising obviously the advertising side of it um through websites and through the actual radio waves could be quite an impressive thing with maybe reduced advertising but more people advertising and um you know and then it becoming self-sufficient and uh, because it's run um and not as a business you'll probably find that the community aspect would be enlarged because more people would be prepared to get behind helping it help other people knowing that somebody isn't ultimately making money in the background and that people are being paid in due for the work and efforts that they put in yeah can't say enough about how much that one would would please me i know that everyone listening to this podcast from towns and cities across the uk affected by this takeover feel exactly the same way about their local stations as buckinghamshire does for mix 96 i wanted to say something profound to finish on but i found a piece of audio on the save our local radio stations facebook group that struck a chord with me and it seemed the fitting way to end the podcast. So I'll leave it up to the folks at the Save the Spirit FM campaign to have the final words. This message is now specifically for D Ford CBE, for local radio, for local communities, and for the very things that you've said in the past that you stand for. Please keep our radio stations local, keep them serving our communities, and invest in their local content. Your listeners are speaking to you in their thousands. Please do not ignore us. Spanhead Productions are a small independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now. Spamheadproductions.weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. So that brings us to the end of this special edition of the Garbage Pod. I want to say a big thank you to everyone who took time out of their busy schedules to talk with me, and I hope that I have managed to put your points across to those who need to hear them. 
Apart from being launched globally across the podosphere, I will be sending a copy of this podcast to the executives at Bauer Media both here and in Germany. Please keep coming back to view the show notes as the photo gallery will be constantly changing as of when new content is submitted. So thank you for listening. Stay safe one and all. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Be sure to visit thegarbagepod.weebly.com for the show notes for this or any other episode. Just look for the relevant tab on the menu. If you want to get in touch with us, then send an email to garbagepod at virginmedia.com where your input is our output. Or you can use the social media icons at the top of the page that include Twitter and Facebook. If you would like to subscribe to any of our podcasts, you can do so via iTunes, the RSS feed, and also Stitcher and TuneIn On Demand radio don't forget to rate and review us you can find links on all our podcast pages if you like what we're doing here then why not buy us a pint by clicking on the donate button on any of the podcast pages and don't forget to spread the word about us the garbage pod is a spam head production